Today's reading is taken from John chapter 1, starting at verse 19. And it can be found on page 1063 of the Red Bibles and 1646 of the Large Print Bibles. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied. But among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him, except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Preparing to meet Jesus. Good morning to you, church. If you're new here, and most, most welcome to you all, and um, I'm sure you don't know me, uh, my name is Emmanuel, and um, I'm a curate in this church, and um, you may want to find out what a curate is. Uh, uh, is, is a priest, apprentice, really. So just think about it that way. Um, let us pray. Father, we thank you because John's testimony points us to the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. As we come to you today, may it be our experience that we will come into a relationship with God 
through the provision of this land. Amen. Have you ever wondered why references are so important? If you apply for a job or want to rent a house or a flat, people will give their testimony about you. Your own statement about who you are is not sufficient. People are asked to bear witness to your character. Today we will hear a character reference for Jesus from someone who witnessed what he did. We will hear John the Baptist testify that Jesus is the savior of the world. The question for us is, would we believe his testimony? And will we, will we be witnesses ourselves? John testifies that Jesus is the Messiah. And I'll kindly ask you, if you don't mind, to just keep the Bibles open to those pages in the, in the small print, 1062, and the uh, large print, 1.14.64. So we meet John the Baptist here, who was a man sent from God. In verse 6, to bear witness of the light, verse 7. He was not the light, but the lamp that bore witness to the light. John was a man, but the light was and is God who gives light to every man. What does this mean? It is like how an usher in the cinema or the theater carries a torch and take you to your seat. The usher themselves are not the light, but they show you the light which shows you where to go. The Jewish leaders sent their men to John, and their meeting here provides us with an enriching insight into the character of John himself. His purpose and mission was to prepare the people to meet Christ. The Jewish leaders were interested in John and why. Permit me to paraphrase their, their meeting, this, their conversation. Of course, after duly introducing themselves, they proceed to say, look, we are here to find out if you are the Messiah. Are you? I'm not, John says. If you are not the Messiah, then who are you? Before he could answer, they interject. Oh, we think you are Elijah. He said, no. We see, so you are not Elijah after all? Perhaps you are the prophet the nation is expected. John says, no. You are not really? We are not going back to Jerusalem without a word about what you have to say about yourself. 
So you are not the Messiah. You are not Elijah. You are not the prophet. Tell us, by what authority then are you baptizing? What kind of conversation is this, I may ask you? What do you think about this? Is this a nice chart? Are they bored or curious? Or are they jealous or angry? These questions obviously are deeply rooted in the Jewish understanding of biblical prophecies. There was a great hope among the people of God that he would one day send a great prophet, a spokesman, a leader, who will rescue his people from the hands of oppressive rulers and will lead them like a king. They asked him, what do you say about yourself? Luke chapter 3, verse 3, 7 to 8, provides us, gives us a bit of information. He answered, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. That is in John chapter 1, verse 23. He was preparing people to meet the Messiah and to make straight the way of the Lord. He did so by preaching by calling people to repentance and by conducting baptism. Why then do you baptize? John baptized with water, which signified cleansing from sin, verse 26. He described the Messiah who was to come after him as a person whose sandal strap he wasn't worthy to untie. A modern-day example may be said this way, that he was not worthy even to clean the queen's toilet, how much less to touch the feet of God himself. He was pointing to the Messiah, and, you may, and who is the Messiah? The Messiah is God's chosen one who was to come. John bore witness he was the herald of the coming, of coming Messiah. His role was to bear witness, to bear testimony concerning the Messiah. He tells us, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 29. The Lamb reminds us of the Passover in Egypt. And in the Old Testament, the Israelites sacrificed lambs at the Passover feast, Exodus 12, 21, and as offerings in Leviticus 14, verse 10 to 25. Jesus Christ is the lamb that God will give as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And I'm sure... To the natural mind, this can be quite is a confusing statement to hear, and which we have often had, and which could just easily go without 
a clear understanding. I'll come back to this later. But for now, he says, look, the Lamb of God. This is a strange thing for John to say, but I have a story, a testimony from my own life that I would like to share with you, which might just help you to understand it a little bit more. John testifies that Jesus is the Lamb of God. I was raised in a Christian home, and I was raised to attend church, which was not optional. I sang in the choir and did so regularly, robed up. In school, I joined the Christian Union, which we could say Scripture Union, where the gospel message was regularly preached. This, however, did not deter me from the steady drift as I grew up to sin, to wild parties, to binge drinking, and other things. But God's love for me never stopped. He protected me from death, near drowning, motorcycle crash, while under the influence. Then it happened. In my student hostel, someone testified about the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Quoting from this passage in John's Gospel, the testimony was clear and compelling. It was as if I had never heard the Gospel before. Under conviction, I confessed my sins and asked God to forgive me. That day, whoosh, my heart was strangely warmed, like Wesley said in his, in his works. The gospel, what is the gospel? The gospel is good news. That this lamb, Jesus Christ, has even taken away my sins. Everything I have ever done, wrong. Every wrong that I will go on to do. And man, there have been many. He has taken them all away. And not just my sin, as if that wasn't enough, but the punishment that I deserve, that sin deserves. That is the gospel. The good news that God has made a way for me to be saved from his judgment because of my relationship with the chosen one, the Messiah, his son, Jesus Christ. On that day, my heart was filled with joy. The heaviness inside was lifted. Condemnation disappeared. The inner peace that came over me was overwhelming. I believed the testimony of John about Jesus. And I have mentioned sin a couple of times, and you may wonder, what is sin? You don't need to look far afield to get a sense of sin in the world. I invite you to look inwards 
and be honest. We see the effect of sin around us. Violence, crime, addiction, bad thoughts, doing the wrong things, being unkind, unloving, telling lies in order to appear good, exceeding the speed limit when no one is watching you. Boy, what about our tax returns? Do we cut corners? John testifies that Christ is the Lamb of God who takes away our sin, your sins, and my sins. We come to the water of baptism because that was what John was doing. A public declaration of faith. But baptism itself does not cleanse from sin. John says a bit later that there is someone who comes who will baptize with fire. And that's the Holy Spirit. So baptism with water is not enough. It is the cleansing of God's Spirit that Jesus brings that makes us right with God. Have you believed the testimony of John about Jesus? May I remind you, the Lamb reconciles to God. John's witness challenges us to produce fruit of repentance. If you believe John's testimony, you are called to bear witness to the Savior. Why should I testify? You may ask. Because you have told me to? Because Jesus has told me to? Jesus might have told me to, to but that's not the point. The point is, if all is true, if we really believe this, if Jesus really is the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sins of the world, all sins, my sins, then why wouldn't I? Why talk about the Rugby World Cup when I could talk about Jesus? Why talk about the latest film show which, when I could talk about Jesus? Why talk about the English Premiership football uh, 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 competition, which I love very much, and not talk about Jesus. Why talk about the election when I could talk about Jesus? This is the best news in the universe. This is the most exciting thing to have to share. Jesus is the most desirable Sweeter than honey, guy, the world has ever seen. And I get to have him as my brother, as my friend, as my confidant, God as my father. And my friends, my family, neighbors, and colleagues could all have the same relationship with God. Just as Christ brings the two together. Why wouldn't I share him? I have had to be the most, I would have to be the most selfish person 
I know if I just want to keep Jesus to myself, wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be the case? Now, I must say that I'm, I'm, I'm aware bearing witness to Christ in the UK may land you in trouble. Some have suffered hostility. Some have lost their jobs. Some have been asked not to show up because of the emblems of religion that they wear around their necks. So all kinds of things may happen. But the prophets of old were not spared either. John testifies that Christ is the Lamb of God. John was later to be persecuted and he was beheaded for telling the king about his sin. May I remind us all that God understands the pressures and the difficulties you face when you are told that you can't talk about him. But hold on to the word of God. For in Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 to 12, it says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets before you. God knows what you are up against. He knows that he, know, he knew what the prophets were up against when he sent them with his messages. God doesn't always make a way for us to get out of difficulties or persecution. He never promises that. But he does promise to be with us. And in some way, I can only begin to imagine he promises to reward us when we meet him face to face for how we testify to his son. How exciting. May I challenge you, brothers and sisters, to witness effectively. For example, this Christmas, we have a number of services planned. Please, take a bunch of our publicity flyers and hand them over to friends and people around you. Say to them, I will be there. Come with me. Be a positive influence. Not just at Christmas, when people tend to come to church, but in the days beyond the festive season, the Lamb of God continues to beckon to the world. The baptistry here awaits the repentant. Jesus, the Lamb of God, redeems us back to God. And in the second part of this, Reading today, God reveals his Messiah by his Spirit. Verse 32. Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan, and we know 
that from there his, his ministry began immediately. It was there that John recognized the Messiah. He was then able to point to Jesus as a lamb. John says in verse 31 and 30, 30 and 31, 30 and 31, I did not know him. Are you surprised? John and Jesus were cousins, so they probably knew each other. But John did not know that Jesus was the Messiah. He knew how to baptize with water, and he knew the Messiah would be made known to Israel through him. A sign had to be given to him to recognize the Messiah. The coming now of the Holy Spirit as a dove upon the Messiah. He was, on the, he was in the dark until God revealed this. The Messiah, until God revealed his Messiah by his own Holy Spirit. John did boldly testified that Christ is the Lamb. The Holy Spirit reveals the Son. Let me illustrate this a bit to see if I can make it a bit clearer for you. A colleague of mine once shared with me this experience of a visit he undertook to a friend of his, a well-educated man, but who was born blind. He arrived in the night. As he entered the house, he was surprised it was pitch dark inside the house. Spontaneously, without any thought given about the impairment of his host, he demanded to know why the lights were not switched on. Need I say more, the host, a PhD holder, gave him a simple lecture on how irrelevant light was to a blind man in his own house. He knew his way around his house. His internal compass, which had been attuned to the environment over many years, helped him to navigate through the parts of the house where he needed to use all the time, the kitchen, the toilet, the bedroom, and what have you. But the guest needed light to show him where he was going. John needed that light. He needed to see the Holy Spirit coming upon Christ in order to recognize him. John the Baptist was God's servant, yet he did not know the Messiah without the sign of the Spirit. When he saw the Spirit come down on Jesus, he knew the Messiah. He knew the Lamb. Today, the world, the church, Christians, ministers represent the activity of God in our midst. But wait a minute. Knowing, this, knowing the Savior 
does not happen casually or naturally. It is the spirit that brings illumination to the spoken word. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. It is God through his spirit that convicts and leads us to faith. The greatest miracle a man can receive is the miracle of salvation. A new creation made possible by the Holy Spirit. For some, it may happen dramatically, like Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus. Yet, for many, it may take years of hearing the word, loved ones encouraging them and praying for them. John did not hold back, but began to testify that this is the Lamb of God. Brothers and sisters, tell others the story. For our take-home points today, let's challenge one another to believe and receive Christ. And remember, followers of Christ live in order to point others to Christ. So let us get on with the business. For as many as received him, to those who believed in him, he gave the right to become the children of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word comes to us with precision. Thank you, Lord, for John's testimony. I just pray for everyone under under this, uh, 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 who has had this word today, Lord. I just ask that the purpose for which Christ was revealed will be the experience of one of every one of us here today and help us as we leave to be witnesses of this great God. In Jesus' name, amen.